All right, so we're going to get right into the word. So if you guys want to join me, 1 Corinthians 11. I'm going to read 23 through 26, and it says, The teachings I give you is the same that I received from the Lord. On the night when the Lord Jesus was handed over to be killed, he took bread and he gave thanks for it, then divided the bread and said, This is my body. It is for you. Eat this to remember me. In the same way, after they ate, Jesus took the cup of wine. He said, This cup represents the new agreement from God, which begins with my blood sacrifice. When you drink this, do it to remember me. That means that every time you eat this bread and drink this cup, you are telling others about the Lord's death until he comes again. All right. You know what you're doing? You're proclaiming Jesus and everything he has done for us. It's not about us being right. It's not about us, you know, being sinners. No, that's not what the what taking communion is about. It is about reminding the world what Jesus has done for you and for them and his power. Communion is not just an act that we do and it's just like, oh, it's something you can see. It is a tool in our toolbox that Christ gave us. It reminds us we never have to fear or be distracted by what the enemy is doing. We can be aware that there's battles going around us. There is pressure we may be under to clean the house. I don't know. You know. But what communion does is it reminds us of our authority that we have in Christ, that our health and our wholeness we have in Christ, and the peace we have in Jesus. That's what communion does. It is not to make us feel like a broken sinner. Because the cross always has the final word. That's, that's why we need to take communion. That's why we need to be reminded, because we need to be reminded that the cross has the final word in our lives. In every battle, every single pain that we go through, the grief-filled moments, the moments of despair, the heartaches, we've all had a few of those, right? The cross has the final word on that. Every single time. That's our truest identity, is in Jesus. Maybe not what we're living, maybe not what we're feeling, but our truest identity is in Jesus. And there is victory, that is power, and that is anointing. Whether you feel it or not. You know, when you get up and you haven't slept, you may not feel victorious. You may feel like anybody comes near me. <sighs> but you know, the truth is, I can, I can go through this day. This is a day the Lord has made. I will rejoice and be glad in it. Sometimes I'm like, this is the day the Lord is, you know what I mean? Like you're like trying to get that out, but I know it. I know it. The power in the blood has the ability to heal every wound. You know, to save us from every sin. So don't think, oh, I did this. It doesn't matter. It can save us from every sin. It cancels every curse. So I'm just going to shout out right now, people use the Bible to be like, women can't speak. That was a curse for a man to rule over a woman way back in the garden. So you look at that and it's like, Jesus is like, I canceled that curse. That's why he went to the woman at the well and said, woman, go and tell everybody that I am the Messiah. I've come to save them from life, from death to life. Come on. I'm getting excited this morning, you guys. I didn't even drink no coffee because I'm... You guys did see me that one week. I haven't had any since then. <laughs> um, and he did that for us. 
all of that. He did that for us. He made a covenant between us. That's, that's what he's saying. I made a covenant between you, between us and God. He, he promised us a connection with him. He promised us that we, he would protect us and that he would provide for us. We heard all these great testimonies this morning. Those are just a few things that God has done. Those are just a few praises that God has done. We, everybody in this room has, has probably things like that that God has done. Your testimony is the most powerful tool you have. People can argue theology. They can go through word for word and they can look up, but people cannot argue your testimony. They cannot rewrite that for you. That's so good. They can't take that away from you. They can't reason that out. They can't go and look that up and say, well, that's not what that meant. You lived that, you experienced it, they cannot rewrite it for you. So when we take communion, what we're doing is we're remembering what Jesus accomplished on the cross. We're repeating the ultimate testimony over and over again. And you don't have to be at church to take communion. You can get up in the morning, break a piece of toast off, grab some orange juice, and say, God, I'm going to remember what you did for me. You gave me power. You gave me anointing. Lord, you gave me peace. Remember what God has done for us. That's what it is. And we can do it, like I said, as often as you need. Some days you might need, sometimes I don't even have anything. And I just do this act. You maybe have even seen me doing that during worship at times. I will just take communion right there. Because I am just remembering what God has done when he sent Jesus to the cross. That's all you're doing. And I'll tell you what, it's especially helpful when pressures come. No matter, it seems like sometimes no matter what you do, your circumstances don't change. You keep doing the right thing, and the wrong thing happens. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, I just remember growing up, like, I played volleyball, and I was... I just didn't come from the right household. I didn't come from the right side of the tracks. My family didn't have money. My family wasn't popular, um, probably because they were mean <laughs> at times. <laughs> we didn't go to the right church. We did all of these things. And it just seemed like no matter how hard I tried to be good, to be in that group, like the things would just always happen to me. Like, like I would go up to hit a ball, and I, this girl came under me, and I knocked her out on my team. <laughs> she was, I didn't know she was there. You know, I'm like, why couldn't this happen to anyone else? I looked like this terrible, horrible person. We go to have dinner at this other girl's house. Of course, you know what color carpet they have? White. You're right. You're right. It's always white. You know what we had? We had spaghetti. Guess who was the only person that spilled their spaghetti on the team? It was me. We used to have white carpet. Matt, every single time he had tacos, I was saying, don't you come in this living room. And he's like, I'm fine. I'm being careful. Every single time he would trip. Every time. And he would spill the tacos. I was like, you may not come in this room. We ripped up the carpet after Layla walked across it with lipstick on her shoes because she was cool. Um, 
she thought it, she was an artist, and she thought painting the bottom of her shoes, then running across white, it was her canvas. So it just seems like no matter what, you're like trying to do good. You're trying to be like, I got this. You know, those are little funny things, but it seems like no matter what you do, it always ends up bad for you. When things just don't seem to budge, that's when we got to bring Jesus back into that mix. That's when we got to be like, you know what? This is just, I'm messing it up. The world's messing it up. Things are just getting messed up. Like, I'm saying stuff backwards. Um, It's just not working. He said, how about you invite me in there? How we walk through things not only changes our lives and, and gives us a testimony, but it also gives us a testimony. It changes generations. So how you choose to walk through those things. If I would have actually believed that I was nothing and, and I was just like, you know, going to be on this low social spot forever and, and that I was just a klutz or I was just, if I actually believed that about myself, then I wouldn't have brought that change to my family in the next generation. If I would have thought those circumstances would define me those moments in time where just life wasn't going well if I let those define me I wouldn't have a testimony because I would have you know given up I would have believed that and I would have kept kept doing the same thing but in Deuteronomy it says teach these laws to your children talk about these things when you sit down in your houses when you walk along the road when you lie down and when you get up they're saying talk about the things of Jesus talk about the things of God all the time it should be the normal in your house not the circumstances but what God has done should be the norm that should be the norm that's why we take that communion and say you know what help remind me God of what what you want for this household it shouldn't be on Sunday like, hey, I'm sending my kids to church. I hope they learn about Jesus there. It's like my kids get a bonus overflow on a Sunday when they go to church. But every single day, we're talking about the things of God. Don't allow that enemy to come in and steal for you. Don't forget who the Lord is and what he has done for you. That's the biggest part is we get in these circumstantial moments where things are going bad and we can't change them. Some things we can't change. Sometimes we're sitting in a desert spot and we just can't budget. That is when we need to say, God, I need to be reminded of what you've done for me. When you have an appointment, when you have something you've got to do or a memory and someone's like, hey, remember when? Hey, don't forget this. It brings it back and it floods and you, you're like, oh, yeah, I remember that now. You weren't thinking about it. You know, you didn't remember, you know, directions or how you ever get in a car. And once you start going, you're reminded how to get somewhere. But if you try to tell someone, you're like, go down a road until you hit a tree and turn this way. <laughs> but, like, it, it brings it back to your memory. And then, boom, it's right there. When we remember what God has done through Jesus, that's when the transformation begins to happen. In the middle of the painful, the broken, you know, the heart-wrenching seasons. I loved this last year. It was such a good year for me, like, to come. I had, it was like a year of joy and rest. But I thought, it's coming, Lord. It's coming. You ever know that? Like, when you're in that, and you're like, I know that a desert season, a hard season is coming. It's in the middle of those that we need to be reminded of the kindness of the Lord, that he's raised us from death to life, what he's done for us. 
I'll tell you, I personally thrive in the tough seasons. If you see me, I am going better in the hard seasons. Like right now, my plate is overflowing full. And I'm like, Lord, how am I functioning and doing all of these things? But I know I'll tell you why. I loved the rest season, the joyful season, the things like I, I was able to pay all my bills on time, all the time. <laughs> like, I was doing this. My kids, like, everyone was healthy. That feels good. You know, like, um, just God was blessing my family and my children and, and hearing, like, God was blessing the church. And it was just a really good season. I got a lot of days at the beach. We know that's a good year for me. Um, and so it was just really good. And I love those seasons. You know, there's a lot of excitement, a lot of laughter. There's a lot of peace. But what also comes easy in those seasons is um, is that it's easier to not need God. It's easier to maybe forget to talk to him that day or to ask him for something or to believe for something. All my bills are paid. Why do I need to ask God to, to provide for me? I'm healthy. Why do I need to call in the name of the Lord and be healed? Man, I have joy. Why do I need, you know, I don't need to ask the joy bringer to be here. And so sometimes we forget, like we might get our morning prayer like, Hi God, love you, bye-bye, I'm going to the beach. We might get that in there. So I think sometimes why I thrive in the desert seasons, the tough seasons, the painful seasons, is because I need God so much. My rest seasons, I don't need God as much. I know that sounds terrible, but I, I mean, I don't think I need God as much, or I don't, I'm not aware of it, because I'm not having all these needs. I'm just loving him in those seasons, and he's just loving me, and I'm just, it's so good. But when I really need the Lord, so I, so those seasons, you don't want them to come, but you know without them, you won't grow. I don't want to forget the goodness and the kindness of God and the power of God. You know, in those dry seasons, I need the living water. I realize I cannot, like, I could not physically do this. I could not mentally do this without God. It brings him right up there, and I'm like, I need to see God working mightily in my life right now. It's not the little things even. I need the big things. Like survival depends on this, Lord. <clears throat> but I look and I think, I should be sad. I should be broken. I should be all these things right now. But then I'm reminded that God made a covenant with me. He said, you're going to be victorious. You know, with, he, he took Jesus and said, everything you need, Sarah, is here. You know, he created health for my soul. He speaks kindly in those tough times. He carries me through when I'm like, I cannot even get up today. And the Lord sends November 1st and Christmas music starts. Right? <laughs> Come on. <laughs> you know, in my house, the Lord knows how much I love Christmas. And whenever I'm, like, in that pit, he just sends something like that. 
and and I look pretty soon I'm in this broken season where it seems like you know I'm not saying I don't have moments of grief there's there's days that or or times where it just floods me over and you know the Lord he does he comes in kindly and softly and he's like I know I feel it too but in in this moment God has also given me like supernatural joy now and I'm able to have fun and and um, so even in this tough season what God can do is he reminds you that he's still the same he has not changed his power his call over my life you know his call over your life it doesn't change even if you're in the tough situation even if it's in a place you can't fix if you're a fixer that's really tough to be there isn't it if you're a fixer <laughs> you want to fix everything and God's like some things are not meant for you to fix but when I take that and I am reminded what Jesus has done in my life and I look whoa do you remember when I was there like I was like literally dying like I, sometimes I think about you know, when I was with Lana, I think about the craziness of the room when I was giving birth, and I'm thinking, I didn't realize in that moment that I was actually dying, and that's why everyone was in there, and she was, and then the Holy Spirit came in. And when I remind, like, God, what you did that moment, see, that's why we need to remember what God has done. So when I'm feeling like this, and I wake up, and I'm like, I can't go on, and God's like, I raised your daughter from the dead. I saved your life. Do you think that I'm not going to bring you through this? And I feel like super Sarah. Come on, God, we can do this. Nothing's impossible. I have seen you do things. You know, my car breaks down, and I'm like, Lord, I need $550. The next day someone goes, the Lord told me that you need $600. <laughs> Puts it in my hand. I was like, what's the $50 for? The Lord said, I'm always overflow, Sarah. Isn't that so good? Things like that. And I'm not saying every time. Sometimes the Lord's like, I gave you a job, Sarah, to go get money. <laughs> you know, provide for you. You know, things like that. I'm, I'm just saying, using that as an example is one of the ways that God used. And it's like nothing is impossible with God. He's so good. So I'm got at the end of the chairs, um, we're going to take communion together right now. And it's not being good enough. It's we want to remind ourselves of all the things God has done what Jesus did on the cross we're going to be reminded of that so everyone can take it the kids have it for them um, and we want to be reminded of the goodness of God and we're reminding ourselves we're reminding everyone else and also we're telling the devil guess what I remember your fate <laughs> because you know what I'm victorious in Christ. That's what we're going to do. Could I have one too? Thank you. Left hand catch, you guys, and I'm right handed. So, so we're just going to do it together. I'm going to go back up to my. So let's just take this together, and it says in here this is my body is for you. Eat this to remember me in the same. So let's just take this and remember what God has done for us, what Jesus did on the cross. And then it says, Jesus took the cup of wine and he said, this cup represents the new agreement. This is our covenant. This is our promise right now. 
And he said, which will begin with my blood sacrifice. When we drink this, do this, remember me. So we're remembering what Jesus did on the cross. Everything our old nature is gone. We are new in Jesus' name. We'll take it together. So good. So I just want to remind you guys, when we do that, that's just reminding us of the goodness of God, that he is alive in us. So I'm just going to pray.